Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, podcasters. I'm super excited to come on today because I have an awesome word for you. The title of today's topic is No More Delay. No More Delay. So I was jumping in my word today to meditate and it just quickly jumped out at me. I was in the book of Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 28. I'll give you a moment to get there because I am excited today and on fire to tell you that the word of the Lord met me on today and I'm coming to bring it to you. And it was quick that he just immediately said, no more delay. And I'll give you a second to get there, Ezekiel 12 and 28. And as you're quickly turning to Ezekiel 12 and 28, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're cooking dinner. I don't know if you're in the shower. I don't know if you're on a road trip driving. I don't know if you're in the drive-through, but the Lord wants you to know that there's no more delay. You're in a season that there'll be no more delay. And I'm super excited to explain this word on today because I know a lot of you have been in what's called a loitering pattern. I know a lot of you have been slowed down or postponed because you've been attached to different people, you know, for various things. You've been assigned to different assignments and you've been caused to be slowed down and delayed. But on today, things have shifted because God has said there'll be no more delay. How many of you know that God's timing is perfect timing? And sometimes our agenda, although we might think we're helping God or think it's a God agenda, sometimes God has something totally different in mind concerning our lives and we have to learn to trust him. And today I'm going to lay out our brother Paul, Apostle Paul's life so that you can understand that sometimes we might have an awesome plan, but God has something that that's way bigger than that it's always bigger than what we could ever think or imagine and we have to learn how to trust God in our delays but God wants you to know on today that there's no more delays now for those that just popped into the podcast again we're in Ezekiel 12 and 28 and the title of today's podcast is no more delays you can shake your hands up in the air right now you can begin to just thank God because you're no longer going to be delayed those things that you've been waiting on or you've been in a holding pattern for you're no longer going to be delayed God has just now turned your yellow light of caution into a green light he has just turned your red light into a green light you have to go ahead and go now because he's saying there's no more delays so Ezekiel 12 and 28 reads like this therefore say to them this is what the sovereign Lord says none of my words will be delayed any longer whatever I say will be fulfilled declares the sovereign Lord I'm going to read that again therefore say to them This is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign Lord. Now you have to understand that and you have to get that because a lot of the times as believers, we only want to look at it from a positive standpoint. Now, everything that I speak to you is in faith, hope, and love is to build you up on your holiest of faith is to build you up in the word of God. But again, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't tell you the whole word of God. And what that is, is that 
all the word of God is true because we are coming to our, what we call the end times. This is a time where we need to get our lives right. We need to get on the right path with God. And if you haven't listened to my other podcasts, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those other podcasts because they build on each other so that you can begin to get yourself grounded and rooted in the word of God. But This particular podcast is focusing on no more delays, moving you in into that season that God has you to be in. Now, again, I want you to understand that as we begin to dive into this thing, the word of God is clear. And what I'm telling you that he's saying none of my words will be delayed any longer concerning your life. So what does it mean to be delayed? What does it mean? As as I begin to open this thing up earlier today, you know, I was rejoicing, but then I had to stop for a minute and say, okay, what does it mean to be delayed? The dictionary says to make late, to slow down, to postpone, to act um, in a way that you're uh, loitering, to be hindered, to cause something to occur slower than normal. How many of you out there have wanted something to happen or you've been praying about something, you've planned something out strategically, something that's positive, something, maybe a business, maybe maybe some, some type of matter that you've taken to God that you've laid out strategically, but it just keeps getting delayed or things just won't fall in place the way that they should be orderly so that things can be executed properly. I'm here to tell you on today, no more delay. It's time to move forward with that thing. Some things are strategically delayed because God needs to get other things in order. You have to remember that God's orchestrating the whole entire earth on your behalf. He's moving so many pieces on the chessboard in place to get things in order so that things can be moved at an expected time. So everything's perfect. So that when you are told to go, that everything's in place for you. Think about that. God never sleeps or slumbers. We're we're humans. We need to rest, but God doesn't need to rest. When you're sleeping, he's still orchestrating the entire world just for you. That's how much he loves you. And, and even when I sit and I think about it, I feel overjoyed in my heart and in my spirit because when I need to rest, think about that. When I'm tired of working all day, when I'm tired of uh, working as a wife with my kids, reading a book, uh, my study working at work and I need to just physically when I'm at just dog tired when you are at your lowest point and you just need to close your eyes and rest God is never sleeping or slumbering he's up in heaven orchestrating life on your behalf think about that you don't have to worry about anything because he's working it all out for you so those situations that you feel that you're delayed with he's still working those things out for you the things that you've even forgotten about that you were like you know what I was, I was delayed on that or, or maybe it wasn't supposed to work out. He was still working those things out for you and, and, and saying, you know what, now it's time to go forth and do good things in those areas. See, I believe that Christ is, is doing a good work in our lives. And sometimes because we fail to trust him, we don't get to, uh, enjoy it in its full totality. What I mean by that, enjoy it in its full totality. We don't get to experience just going to the other side, knowing that we believed that he was going to do it, 
from the beginning all the way to the end. We go to the other side and we, in the middle of the process, we, we didn't believe him. We, we, we gave up on God. We, it's time out for that. We have to get to a place where from the very beginning, we believe that God's going to do it because we know he's going to do it. He's never failed us. He has a flawless record. Think about it. He's never failed you. He's always carried you from the beginning to the end. He, he, he hasn't let you down. So why would he let you down right now? So I want to quickly um, jump back into Ezekiel and then we're going to jump right back over to Paul. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what happened to Paul, because I don't want to take Ezekiel um, too much out of the context without you understanding it, because that particular scripture, I was meditating on it and God began to speak to me by revelation. And now I'm talking to you about that particular scripture um, by revelation. But you also have to understand what was going on in this particular time in the context um, of Ezekiel. So I don't want to do you a disservice and not give you some meat to chew on too, and some homework to do to go back and read the book of Ezekiel so you can understand what was happening in this particular time of exile at this moment. So really quick, I'm going to skim really fast through the book of Ezekiel and maybe we'll do a study on Ezekiel. Um, if God gives me, um, that by revelation later on, but the book of Ezekiel is, it talks a little bit about God's judgment over the people of Israel and all the surrounding nations of Israel, but it also foretells God's salvation. That's the awesome thing about the book of Ezekiel. It's a super long book. If you haven't already glanced over it, it is long. It's about 48 chapters. And from one through three, it talks a little bit about the calling of Ezekiel into his office as the prophet. And then from four through 24, it predicts the captivity and the destruction of Jerusalem from 25 through 32. It um, speaks about the surrounding nations and it talks a little bit about God's judgment. This is when Ezekiel is talking about the surrounding nations and he's doing a lot of um, theatrical things and doing a lot of prophetic things to do demonstrations to show um what God is going to do and try to get messages to the people so that they can turn from their wicked ways. And then from books 33 through 48, it's kind of like, um, conclusions, conclusions to the messages and the prophecies that he's already given from books 25 to 32. But it also talks about hope and the faithfulness of God and how God's going to bless them. And the reason that I want to make sure that you understand that is because when I'm talking to you today, I'm coming out of uh, chapter 12 and chapter 12 is where he's talking to the surrounding nations as well. So even though I'm speaking to you by revelation, because I was meditating on one particular scripture, I want you to understand that it's important for you to go back and take some time to read this entire book and understand the historical standpoint of what's happening during this time. It is crucial. And just to understand what our brother Ezekiel is going through, what the prophet is actually experiencing. Ezekiel is a prophet. If you don't know, Ezekiel is a younger contemporary of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the prophet was the one who ministered uh, to the people while they were still in Judah. 
And then Ezekiel begins to minister as a prophet to, to the people when they were already exiled to Babylonia. So just so you can kind of get a quick feel of what's going on inside of this book. But again, when I was reading today and received revelation and was speaking a word to you, I'm coming out of Ezekiel uh, chapter 12, uh, verse 28. And, you know, the Lord just began to speak to me as I was meditating to begin to tell you, you know, no more delay that it's time to move forward in what God has for you. And now I'm going to switch gears because you know how I, I do. I just like to teach. And at the same time, I like to make sure that you guys are chewing on the meat and not just the milk of God. It's time to begin to move forward so that you can begin to have life application and apply this thing to your life. And not only that, begin to share it with the people around you because it's our job to make disciples of men. That is what God expects us to do is to share the word of God. You don't have to have a title. You don't have to be out, you know, have some big name to go out here and save souls for Christ. You just have to love him. And if you love him and you know that you're saved by him, you can go out here and you can tell people about the goodness of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, just like I'm doing right here over this podcast. I love the Lord. And I'm telling you that the Lord loves you. And just like I'm telling you that the Lord loves you, it's your responsibility to tell someone else that the Lord loves them because we are living in a place that people feel hopeless right now. People feel lost right now. People don't understand that. You know what? You don't have to uh, walk around feeling confused, frustrated, and aggravated that there's a great and blessed hope. There's someone out here. That's the answer. There's someone out here that can provide your very needs. There's someone named Jesus who loves you. That can be your Jehovah Jireh. That can provide for you, that can be a healer for you, can be your Jehovah Rapha, who can be the, the master healer. See, the, the people in the hospital, every doctor is under the what's called the Hippocratic Oath. They're practicing medicine. They're practicing on you. But see, God, he's not practicing. He knows exactly where the problem's at. He can hit it with precision. He's, he's an awesome and wonderful God. And that's the least that we can do. That's our reasonable service is to go Go out and tell a lost world about a God that loves them to tell a lost world about a God that's given his only begotten son and whosoever would believe in him can have everlasting life. That's the least we could do. But let's jump on over to Paul. So again, my, the title today was no more delays. And I want you to stay excited about it because see, you're no longer going to be delayed after today because I'm speaking by faith and through the word of God that the, the Holy Spirit is saying, you're not going to be delayed anymore. You're not going to be loitering anymore. No longer will you be detached or, or, or distracted with, uh, the things of this world that the God is moving you to a, a expected end. So this is what happened. Let me tell you a little bit about Paul. So if you run over to uh, Romans 15, 25 through 29, I'm going to give you a second to get there. We're going to, we're going to run through some scriptures on today. We're going to dance across some scriptures on today. So you can be blessed Romans 15, 
25 through 29 because see there's an interesting thing that happened to Paul Paul was delayed and I like to take Paul because Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament and you would think that someone of this type of faith would not have to experience these types of delays but how many of you know that God's no respecter of person we all have to go through our life's lessons we all no matter how far up in Christ, we feel that we've become that God still has a life lesson for us. We still have to go through, um, our programs are our lessons with God and he has a plan for us. So Romans 15, 25 through 29. So I'm at Romans 15, 25 through 29. So I'm, I'm going to jump right in and read it. 25 says now, however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in service of the saints there for Macedonia and Acacia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it. And indeed they owe it to them for if the Gentiles have shared in in the Jews spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So after I have completed this task and have made sure that they have received this fruit, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. Now hop up to verse 20. Now this is Paul basically saying that he's getting ready to go to Jerusalem, be a blessing. And then once he's done, he's going to hop on over to Spain. So pop up to verse 20. It says, it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ has not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Now, this is Paul um, basically telling you the reason as to why he wanted to go to Spain. And that was me reading out of the King, the King James Version. So basically, in short, this is Paul's initial plan. He wants to uh, go down to Jerusalem. He's going to collect some gifts. He's going to drop some things off and then he's going to pop back up to Spain. Now it's not known whether or not he ever went to Spain. Um, but this was his initial plan. Now I'm going to read it out of the meshes version as well, because that version kind of makes it a little bit more clear to you. So you can understand what's going on with Paul. Now I'm reading this so that you can understand that, Paul experienced a delay and we're going to get to the delay later, but this is first Paul's original agenda. Cause sometimes we start out in life with our own agenda and we think that our agenda is what God wants for us as well. Again, I'm at Romans 15, 25 through 29 and verses 25 through 29 is basically Paul's take on what he's getting ready to do. Even so, I have been bold enough to emphasize some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder from me, for I am by God's grace, a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news and offer you up a fragrant sacrifice to God so that you might be pure and pleasing to him by the Holy Spirit so that it is right for me to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. I dare not boast of anything. Oh, wait a minute. I'm at the wrong scripture. Sorry, you guys. I was at 15 and 15. I actually need to pop down to 28. Sorry. So Romans 15 and 28. Oh, my apologies. 
but all word is good word. So, so verses 15, 25 through 28, Romans 15, 25 through 28. So now I'm starting in at Romans 15, 25. But before I come, I must go down to Jerusalem. Remember, I said he was trying to go to Jerusalem. This is Paul's original plan. I must go down to Jerusalem to take a gift to the Christians there. For you see, the believers in Greece have eagerly taken up an offering for the Christians in Jerusalem who are going there during these hard times. They were very glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them. Since the Gentiles receive the wonderful spiritual blessings of the good news from the Jewish Christians, they feel the least they can do is return this help financially. As soon as I have delivered this money and completed this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain. So basically he's saying he's going to stop down there to see them on his way to Spain. Now I'm going to go back up to 20. My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. So this, when you listen to this, it sounds like it's the Christian thing to do to try to get the word out somewhere that has not already receive the word because this is what Paul is trying to do and you really can't be mad at him because he's trying to spread the gospel to a place that has not heard the gospel so he's trying to get it up to this area that has not you know heard the word of God and supposedly this area was where other great thinkers were at so he's trying to get up there to spread the word but what happens in the meantime is not what Paul originally anticipated so what ends up happening is Paul gets revelation by God and just so you know Paul does not end up getting up there to spread the word of God so this lets us know that the Lord had a different agenda during this period of time so basically Paul is delayed so if you switch over to Acts 23 and 11. This is what Acts 23 and 11 says. It says the Lord had appeared to Paul and told him that as he had witnessed to his cause in Jerusalem, so he would witness at Rome also. But then as far as the text tells us, the Lord sort of isn't saying anything. So basically in Acts, the Lord appears to Paul after Paul decides he wants to, you know, go to Spain and do this whole, uh, basically we'll call it a mission trip where he wants to spread the gospel and do his thing. Um, that never happened. Paul ends up hearing a word, which is displayed in the book of Acts. He hears this word from the Lord in Acts 23 and 11. The Lord appears to Paul and tells Paul that Basically, he's going to uh, be a witness at Rome. But then after that, Paul doesn't hear anything else by way of revelation from the Lord. All Paul knows is that eventually he's going to what? End up in Rome. So what happens in the meantime during 
this whole process, because this is what's important for you to understand. Even though the Lord gives you something. So say for instance, cause you say, you know, what does all this mean? I'm confused. No, what it means is what if the Lord has told you, we'll take something very simple, a simple analogy. You're going to write a book. And maybe he told you that last year or three years ago and you saw it clear in your head or you heard it or someone prophesied it to you or, or maybe you thought it and it came in as an impression in your mind and you just knew and you were sure you were going to write this book or this idea and all of a sudden nothing happened a year passed two years passed and and that's it nothing nothing's happened that's where Paul is at right now nothing is happening but let me tell you what does start happening in the meantime so in the meantime after the revelation happens, these are all the things that happens to Paul in the meantime. Paul goes to jail for two years. He goes to jail for two years. One politician that you would think would get him out of jail, doesn't get him out of jail, leaves him in jail. This is, his name is Felix. Then Paul is plotted on to get uh, basically killed by about 40 Jews who, who are trying to kill him. And then let me tell you this, he becomes, uh, shipwrecked in the Mediterranean sea, which causes him to spend a whole entire winter in Malta and all of those trials and delays, Paul ended up still having to trust God. So get this, he, he gets this revelation. He's supposed to do something, but in between that revelation, he has people attacking him. He ends up in the courtroom trying to defend himself against accusations, uh, you know, and this is Felix courtroom. Then he's incarcerated for two years in Caesarea. And then they send him to Rome as a prisoner. Then he finds himself shipwrecked in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. And then he ends up in Malta spending the whole entire winter. And during all this time, the only thing that he can hold on to is a vision that God has given him that he's going to end up preaching in Rome. So tell me about learning how to trust God during a delay. Paul had to learn to trust God during a delay. And then on top of that, he had to check himself and check his emotions not to get spun up on while he's in the delay, because get this, he's in prison for the two years and Felix is steady, steady talking to him during this time. Felix is like a politician who's sending for Paul talking to Paul, bringing Paul out of the prison so that Paul can spend time with him and his family. Basically, he's kind of ministering to Felix. So each time that Paul has to come out of prison to minister to Felix, I'm sure that Paul is hoping that Felix would let him out of prison so that he can finish, you know, his route to ministering in the world 
because Paul is the type of guy who's on fire and all he wants to do is spread the gospel. So I'm sure every time he's called upon to do something, he has hope in his heart that maybe this man will let me out of prison or maybe this man will finally see that I'm not this bad person and, you know, his heart will change or each time maybe this man will see, you know, this is the thoughts he's having in his mind. And I'm sure he's having this conversation with God saying, you know what, God, maybe, you know, he will finally get saved and he'll see you. You know, Paul, I'm sure during this time he's getting caught up in this situation and trying to check his emotions. Because if you go back into a few of my podcasts ago, I released a podcast called Content. And Content is out of the book of Philippians. And Paul actually writes um, the scripture about becoming content in all things during right after this period of this during this imprisonment this two-year imprisonment paul learns how to trust god in any and in everything and you say well what does all that mean what that means is even though i came on today to tell you that i'm excited for what god is getting ready to do to for you and for me and he's telling us no more delays I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that you have to still learn to trust God when you are delayed. Because even though you're coming out of a delay right now, because we move from glory to glory, what that means is God continues to take us from a level to another level to another level. You're still going to have to continue to graduate from each level. So you're going to find yourself back into a situation where God's going to be growing you and strengthening you and, you know, and stretching you in a, in a situation where you're going to be delayed because I'm sure Paul didn't think he was going to be in prison two years, chased by a Jewish mob trying to kill him and shipwrecked on the Island of Malta. I'm sure he didn't think that. When God gave him revelation to that he was going to be going to Rome. I'm sure he thought he was going to end up in Rome some way, somehow, you know, within a, uh, maybe a year or two years, but not with all that extra stuff happening in between. So I'm, I'm speaking a word of encouragement to you today that just because things are happening in your life in the in-between, don't lose faith in God. Don't lose trust in God. Don't lose hope in what God has told you that's going to happen. You're going to be okay. Your expected end is going to happen. If God told you that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. You have to hold on to the promises of God. They are all yes and amen. I'm coming today to confirm to you that this, you have stepped into a season of no more delay. You're moving forward on today. You're moving forward. It's okay. Because see, what happens is when you've been delayed and someone says, okay, the it's, it's now a green light and you've been sitting at the red light for two or three years, or you've been sitting at the yellow light for four or five years. And pe- every time you get ready to go, the, someone says, no, you, it's not your turn yet. No, it's not your turn yet. Or you get ready to put your gas on and someone says, no, it's not your turn yet. And then when someone comes and says, okay, no more delays, it's your turn yet. And someone's telling you to come on and 
come on across the street, it's your turn yet. You have a tendency to pause. You have a tendency to, to be apprehensive and, and not go. I'm telling you, it's your turn now. I'm here to tell you there's no more delays. I'm here to tell you to put your foot on the gas and to go ahead and go. I'm here to confirm for you by the word of the Lord that it's your turn right now. It's your season. You can move forward. You're going to be okay. You don't have to worry about it. Don't look back. You're not Lot's wife. You don't need to look back and get stuck in time. There's no more delays. It's time for you to move forward in this season right here. This is your season. This is your time. No more delays. God has called you for a time such as this. No more delays. And I'm ending here. Oh, gracious heavenly father, Lord, I, I love you. And I, and I praise you on today. And I thank you for every podcaster that's under the sound of my voice and that listened to me on today, God. And I praise you that they'll have no more delays in this season of their lives. God, I thank you, God, for that. They will hit their expected end and that everything that you start, you shall complete it. God, I thank you that they will understand that even now, God, that you're going to work it, God, and you, that you're working it, that you know, the plans that you would have for them, God. And it's not to hinder them, God, or hurt them, but it's to give them a hope and to give them a future, God. And we thank you for that on today, God, that each and every one of them, God, that you will allow your Holy Spirit, God, to meet them, God, where they stand in need of, God. If they need jobs, God, that you'll meet their needs for them, God, by your Holy Spirit, by your might, God. We just thank you in the name of Jesus, God. Allow your anointing to begin to have free course, God, in their lives. Allow Allow it to begin to rain on them even now, God. I thank you for them being under an open heaven. I decree and declare an open heaven over them right now, God, that the windows of heaven will open up around them even now, God, and that they will be aware of it, God. I decree and declare that they will have self-awareness, God, of who you are, your attributes, that you love them, God, that they'll be able to understand that you love them, that it exceeds and it abounds in everlasting God. And we thank you, God. And we praise you, God, even now. And we love you, God. And that this word will not foul, fall on fallow ground, God, that it will fall on good ground and that it will bear good fruit, God, and much more fruit. And we ask all these things in your darling son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen and amen. And I love each and every one of you guys. Make sure that you go on Apple iPod and write a review. And make sure that you go and like the page. And you know what? I'll be praying for you throughout this whole entire week. And again, remember, God loves you and so do I.